Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org heart. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. Hey, everyone. Um, It is so good to be back with you guys this week. I've realized that it's been a little bit since I've reintroduced myself. So I'm going to take like three whole minutes to do it. Um, So my name is Jesse Grossman. I'm the founder of WIM, which is of course short for Women in Influencer Marketing. And um, my entryway point to uh, influencer marketing is because I was a talent manager for many, many years. And um, I've also owned and sold a talent agency uh, in the influencer space. And I am now doing WIM full time. So Wim's like four plus years old at this point. It's always been a passion project of mine. I never truly imagined that it would be what it is today and supporting all these incredible women, incredible work that they're doing. And um, just like we have really built this community that is beyond my wildest dreams. So I am super grateful for you guys. Um, I'm here in Brooklyn. (laughs) That's where I'm living, quarantining, never left New York City, left Manhattan, but I'm still in Brooklyn. I have a dog and a cat. Jojo used to come into the office with me when I worked in the city every single day because she's got a little separation anxiety, so she was our office pup. And uh, we joke that she willed the pandemic because uh, she could not be happier that we are home with her every (laughs) single day. Um, Buster's pretty independent. He's the greatest cat, had him since college. And um, yeah, I don't know. I hate the winter, love the summer, love New York City, love traveling, and uh, won't be doing that for a while. (laughs) So doing things like uh, chatting with you guys on a podcast super into some trashy reality television. I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Please don't judge me, but it's so good, guys. Let's just be honest. Um, I love an influencer named Kendall Ray. I know I talk about her on this podcast, I think like once or twice. I have no association with her. I've never represented her, but she's super cool. And she talks about true crime and conspiracies and space and astrology. And you should totally check out her YouTube channel, but her podcast uh, 
is also great with her husband. I also am loving the Nick Fial podcast, speaking of The Bachelor. on He has like multiple episodes a week, which is pretty hardcore. Anyways, on Mondays are my favorite. It's like Ask Nick, which is advice that he gives to all these women that call in. And he's so good. It's called The Vial Files. He's awesome. Look him up. It's a podcast. I think it's on YouTube also. Jumping all over the place. But Bethany Frankel also has a new podcast, Just Be With Bethany. That is totally worth checking out. She's all about interviewing celebrities because like that's who she can get on her podcast. Um, They're really cool conversations though and I've always been a big Bethany fan. Oh, and if you're into true crime, you have to listen to The Crime Junkie Girls. The show is so good. That's another podcast you should totally check out. It's amazing. So anyways, if uh, some of this stuff interests you and you feel like we have similar taste in content, always hit me up at I Am Wim because I'm always looking for new stuff to check out. But uh, just sharing some personal likes of mine, what I've been listening to lately, and um, I hope you enjoy those uh, recommendations. I'm a talker, so I really love shooting the shit and just like truly like learning and I love being inspired by other people and really getting into the nitty gritty of things so we can all learn from each other but I've said for the longest time like doing this podcast it's like a selfish project because I enjoy it so much I have had some of the most incredible conversations on here and um yeah it's just been super fun so anyways uh That being said, I just wanted to welcome anybody who's new and who hasn't listened to the podcast for very long because I've noticed that we've definitely had some new listeners. We've definitely had some new members to the group, which is so exciting. Um, We're all about supporting each other, building up this community, and just like being excited about the work that we do. Um, It's a really fun industry to be in, so I'm really happy to pass that along. Um, A couple things before we jump into this week's episode. We have been really ramping up our casting service. So WimCast, for those of you who don't know, is a really great benefit of our membership. So our collective membership has a bunch of different benefits because we recognize that our members are on all sides of the influencer space. So Wimcast in particular is so up our alley because what essentially what it does is utilizes the part of Wim that's at our core, which is networking. We're a networking organization. So what it does is it brings brands or agencies on behalf of brands together with the dozens of talent managers that we have as part of our group. So there's this really easy but thorough questionnaire survey, whatever you want to call it, where it walks you through things like, okay, what brand is this partnership with? How many posts are you looking for? What's the usage exclusivity? All the details. 
And then we pass that along and blast it to our network and connects you with talent managers, many that you know and you probably have a great relationship with if you're part of the group, and then others that you may not know already. And that's the beauty of Wimcast is that we're going to be bringing you talent suggestions. You won't have to ping all these managers, search, like wonder if you're missing anybody. You can funnel this all through Wim and uh, within 24 hours, we can turn around to a, a great list of influencers. Our managers are fantastic and you know they're great at reading all the instructions of exactly what you're looking for, fine-tuning that, those lists to make it exactly what you need. I highly, highly recommend looking into it if you are an agency or a brand because we can make your life so much simpler, like just remove that casting process from your to-do list. We know how time-consuming it can be to do that initial outreach, get all these recommendations back. You know, you have all these follow-up questions from talent managers. We solve this issue. We're super excited about it. We've seen a lot of great results from it. So all you have to do if you want more information on this piece of our membership alone, go to our website, which is imwim.com slash y dash whim dash cast. And of course, we'll link that in the show notes. But we've created a little video. We have testimonials. Like we will show you the whole thing. If you're a talent manager and you want to make sure that you're on this list for some reason you're not, go to iamwim.com slash rep, like talent rep, dash apply. This can all be found on our website too. So you can also just check out the website. (laughs) Anyways, it's really been taking off lately. We had been beta testing it for months. And thank you to all of you who beta tested this for us. It really helped us. We're all about taking your feedback and making this group the best that it could be for you. Last but not least, the day that this podcast is airing, we have an incredible podcast event through WIM. I'm so sad that I forgot to mention this last week. That's totally my bad. We have such good guests. So the name of the event, it's called Podcasting Pros. You can find it on our website. Members always get access to free events. Um, non-members, it's only 15 bucks. And we've been doing this cool thing lately because we're low-key obsessed with Clubhouse. We've been putting them on Clubhouse simultaneously. So you can follow us on there. It's at WIM, W-I-I-M. You can shoot us a follow on there. Turn on your notifications and you'll see when we're live because this event is actually going live on Clubhouse. However, if you're not on Clubhouse, shoot us a DM because we might have an invite that we can share with you. But you can also just RSVP on our website because we're simultaneously broadcasting that via Zoom because we want to be inclusive and don't want to exclude anybody from our events just because you're not on this new app. So, Uh, We have such an incredible group of women at this event. I'm totally going to embarrass myself. Like some people like really get excited to buy like, I don't know, actors and actresses. For me, it's always been like really intelligent people. So that usually is there you find your business people, podcasters are so impressive to me and just really successful people. So 
I am actually going to uh, embarrass myself tomorrow. So join for that reason, if nothing else. We have Julie Solomon from the Influencer Podcast. We have the two women from the Almost 30 Podcast, Steph Carton from Entreprenista, and Les Alfred from the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. So yeah, you could probably understand, um, maybe, <laughs> why I'm so excited. Um, I'm legitimately really excited for this event. We're just going to be talking about all, all about monetization, advertising, and uh, the ins and outs of podcast influence, which is so cool. My humble podcast is nothing in comparison to theirs. Their podcasts are raking in, you know, hundreds of thousands of listens and they are just really interesting women in their own right. So totally an event that you should check out. Again, this event is the day that this podcast airs, which is January 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And last but certainly not least, you know that I have a promo code for you. So as a huge, huge thank you for being a listener of this podcast, we are giving you a promo code to our collective membership. So stick with us through the end of this really, really great podcast episode at the very end we'll be sharing that promo code with you. All right, ladies and gents, thank you so much and uh, enjoy this week's episode. Erin Cutler is the founder and CEO of Neon Rose Agency, an influencer and brand management agency specializing in the health and wellness and lifestyle spaces. Neon Rose represents some of the best influencers in food, fitness, travel, parenting, wellness, and lifestyle verticals. Erin began her career as an entertainment attorney, and after years of experience in negotiating and contracts, she fell in love with the creativity of Instagram. Erin has represented talent for more than six years and has also had years of experience on the brand side, developing influencer marketing strategies and securing countless authentic collaborations. With expertise on both sides of the partnership, Erin owns a successful boutique agency for social media creators who are ready for an expert management team with a deep knowledge of the ever-changing industry landscape. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Erin, we are so excited to have you. You have been a member of WIM for a while, and I've been uh, I've been watching you from afar and like sort of really admiring what you guys are doing, your career. We heard a little bit about you at the beginning of this episode, and I just think it's ideal to hear directly from you. How did you end up in influencer marketing, Erin Cutler? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, Jesse. I'm super excited um, to be chatting with you. Like you said, I've actually been a member of WIN like for probably about five years, um, but it was nothing near what it is today. Um, and so um, I, I also congrats to you on the success um, and growth of, of WIM. But um, so my story has an interesting career path. I actually started off as an attorney. Um, I have worked in entertainment law. I've worked in employment law. I um, am from Southern California, I'm in San Diego, but I lived in DC for many years, was an attorney um, in DC. While I was living there, um, Instagram really took off. 
And I was just immediately obsessed. It was like, what is this? How do I get in it? All my friends in DC will attest to the fact that I like made them do these like, like stage photo shoots every weekend. I was just like obsessed with every filter and anything we could do. And I'm like, I cannot stand being a lawyer any longer. It's just, it, this can't be my life. I have to get in this, but there was no such thing really as influencer marketing. There definitely wasn't like management. Um, but I ended up leaving my very safe and secure attorney position. Um, and I moved to LA and I was, um, basically was like, I love fashion, want to get into fashion, how that's going to work. I'm not sure. Basically went to several different fashion companies being like, can I intern for you? Just want to learn everything. They were like, one of them was like, how can I like, have you been intern? You've been like this attorney for years. Um, I was like, I don't care if she paid me in dresses. I was very happy. Um, and I started like kind of sending out clothes to friends of mine that were kind of like in the industry. They were posting it on their Instagram. I mean, it was just so, so new. I feel like when I say that now, girls that are in it now are like, how could that, like everyone knows what it is, but it just was so new. Um, and I was given an opportunity by a friend of mine who is a um, female sports broadcaster. And she was like, would you manage me? Which also was like, what's that? But I was like, sure. Like I have no problem, like cold emailing brands. And like, I know how to read contracts. I have, I'm great at negotiating. Like I'll just figure it out. And I just kind of started figuring it out. Um, and had a couple other, uh, influencers in the space also asked me like, Oh, cool. I see what you're doing for her. Um, you know, I want to, you know, can you do it for me? Sure. Why not? You know? Um, and pretty soon after that, I was offered a position in San Diego, which is where I'm from to launch an influencer division for a PR firm that was all specialized in health and wellness. And so I spent about a year on the brand side doing influencer marketing. Um, at the time, there was not as much paid. I was spent most of my time educating brands that you have to pay to get the content you're looking for, to get the ROI you're looking for. But it was still so new. The brands were like, I, I they didn't even, that wasn't even part of their marketing budget. Um, and while I was there, I really saw that there was a hole in the space for management for health and wellness influencers that a lot of, you know, influencers in the fashion and the beauty space, like had a place to go, but health and wellness were just like, almost no one was represented. Um, and so I, it's really where the idea initially started of Neon Rose. And when I um, started my own company, which is going to be three years in um, April. So that's exciting. Um, it just happened very organically and quickly. I had just immediately a built-in roster of influencers that are like, wherever you're going, I'm coming with you. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. And it just started. So um, that is, you know, obviously cut to three years later, I started just me on my laptop and now we're a team of 15. So um, we've grew, we've grown very quickly. I mean, that's incredible. Like a team of 15 people for starting as you on a laptop, like uh, on my couch, <laughs> on your couch. And, you know, and, and it's just such a cool success story. I love the name. I got to say, um, and, uh, I, now that we heard a little bit about you, we are doing a new thing in 2021 because we want to get to know you on a more fun personal level. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions, Erin. All right. For that? All right. So first rapid fire question, and this is really just to get to know you. What's your favorite vacation spot? Oh, hands down Cabo. Cabo. What's Cabo. your, what's your favorite color? Probably black. 
black. I like it. <laughs> what or neutral? My mom says my whole house is just like white. <laughs> so white or black? Okay. Yeah. What's What's the best age to be? Oh, depends. Um, I would say probably um early thirties. Early thirties. What's your favorite social platform? For myself personally, I am an Instagram junkie. That's what I love. It's where I started. It's what I still do. So I would say that that is still mine. And it professionally, what I see could be different, but that's just if, if what's my guilty pleasure, it's got to be Instagram. Totally. And what's your favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> that's a good choice. The New Yorker says that's a good choice. And what's the what's the best part of your job? Um. There's a lot of parts. Um, I, if anyone that knows me knows that like, I am legitimately passionate and obsessed with the space. I more so now than I was when I started, like I said, I became obsessed with it. Um, probably I didn't even know where I was getting myself into, but I just absolutely love my job. I love working with our clients. I love um, my rockstar team. I love what we do. I think it's just, it's always changing. There is absolutely no day that's the same, um, as the other, you know, and I love the fact that we can work with as many brands as we want, you know, and I just love always like the brand coming in, like, Ooh, I love this one. I love this one. Like I get just as excited when we talk to a different brand that I like love or use today as I did, you know, five years ago. The coolest. That's awesome. It's great to own your own company, isn't it? You get to legitimately choose who you want to work with. Yes, Um, there are definitely pros and cons, but that is definitely a pro of owning your own company. I love it. So tell us, where does the name Neon Rose come from? It's so funny. I get asked this actually a lot. Um, So Rose is my middle name. Um, I was named after my great grandma. And I, when I was trying to decide if her name of the company, which anyone who has named their company knows it's actually one of the most difficult things to do. Not only do you have to make sure it's like available on like everything. Um, it's just really hard. I feel like I can imagine it's like naming your child. Like this is going to be the name. Not too many companies change their name. Um, and I knew, you know, I had a couple of things I wanted to have it not be. I, I didn't want it to have a name or any words that were associated with like social or influencer, because at the time I was like, what if this changes? What if the space changes? What I didn't know. And I, I, so I was like, okay, I knew I want something totally different. I wanted something that like, when you hear the name, you're not like, oh, immediately, oh, influencer, talent agency. Like, that's not what I was looking for. Um, and I knew that I'd always have my middle name. I wouldn't always have my last name. Um, and so we went with that. And then because Rose has a very like feminine connotation and I am very like kind of that like mix of like feminine and edgy that I just wanted another word with it. So honestly, my now husband and I, I can remember, I can remember spending nights and nights literally looking up every single word adjective before Rose and just being like blank Rose, blank Rose. And just going through until finally, like we came to neon Rose and we were both like, that's cool. Oh, look it up. It's available everywhere. We're like done. And literally I remember the next day, like filing, like getting it set up and uh, that's been it. So that's really where it came from. Dude, anyone who has had their own business has got, has had that exact same experience. (laughs) It's so so hard. You think that would be, I mean, unless someone knows already what they're coming into, it's like, you're just a blank canvas and you're like, 
you know, where do I go with this? And I just wanted something that like, you know, just, it just, you know, there's no other really name that's a company that I feel like that has a similar name. So we, it just kind of stands out in that, but you do have to find out what we do. So it's not like it's obvious, obviously from the name. Yeah, that is true. But I also think it's really wise of you guys to just think long-term to think mm-hmm. big picture yeah. and, you know, depending on where the space goes, that might change, but you don't have to change the name of your, of your brands that you've exactly. been creating over exactly. the past many years. So tell everyone who's listening, what's your agency most passionate about? Um, so it's kind of twofold. Like I said, you know, I started the company um, really very niche down into the health and wellness space. Um, and there's, I have worked in all different things. You know, I actually am like a fashion junkie myself. I have started a fashion um, like pop-up shop company before I started this agency. So fashion honestly is like, that is like, I love it, but there is something about health and wellness. If anyone's worked with the health and wellness influencers, health and wellness brands that um, has such a different, almost this other level of this authenticity. And I know that's like such a buzzword in the industry, but you know, for us, you know, we look at things like ingredients. We look at like brand mission, brand ethos, brand packaging, all the things. And I um, feel like for us, like we are just as passionate about that as our clients are. We turn down so many deals that people probably don't even realize how often we actually turn things down because it it doesn't align. So, you know, our agency from day one to now has grown in the sense that we aren't just health and wellness. You know, we have expanded, you know, into lifestyle and travel and parenting and lots of verticals, but we still always kind of have that like mentality of that, like touch points to health and wellness, because there is such like this genuine, like, transparency um, to it. So I'd say that that's one thing we're super passionate about. Um, And then just as an agency, we're so passionate about literally saying that everybody should be doing, staying in their zone and doing what they're best at. And what creators are best at is creating content. And as an agency, we take everything off your plate, minus that piece of you just create that rad content, because that's what creators should do. So we, I spend so much of our time thinking of what else can we take off? How can we make this easier? How can we streamline this? And we're very passionate about um, efficiency and processes at Neon Rose. Oh my gosh. Well, if anyone listening to this podcast has heard any prior episode, like that is my jam about like, I will geek out about efficiency, automation. We have, you are speaking our language. That is like, yeah. What sign are you? I'm a Capricorn. People say that's like a very Capricorn thing. What sign? I'm a cancer. So I have to give credit where credit's due. And my husband is the president of Neon Rose and we have a VP of operations and they, two of them are I feel like they would, you know, you guys could geek out on processes all day long. My husband's actually a Capricorn. So it's actually kind of funny that you say that. Um, and, you know, they've really taught me, they've owned a business before, really like the value and importance of it. So I now see it and I understand it. But, you know, when you start as day one and like I had never, you know, had a business, like you don't realize at that time, you know, where the value is in it. Well, there's, so, there's just so much um, that process and, all that comes along with it, automation that will just help to support all the other incredible work that you're doing. I mean, they yeah. just really go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I, what, I love that he's a Capricorn as well. Yeah. Um, 
but I'd love to touch on the fact that you work with your husband and yeah. the president of your company. Yeah. I mean, we've had people on the podcast for sure who've had business partners um, who are, you know, friends or longstanding colleague or something like that. Um, we have had a couple people who it's been family or significant others. What's your experience like? How do you do? You sh- how do you shut it off at the end of the night to be able to balance your yeah. relationship and, yeah. and, and business life? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because him and I actually recently did a podcast where the whole topic was actually about this. Like, how do you go from like your work and business to like, okay, now you're a married couple, like not talking about work. Um, but you know, my husband um is an entrepreneur himself, like, and he's taught me most of what I know about business. Um, and he saw me starting this company, you know, like I say, like on our couch, and he had his own company that he had he since has sold. Um, and he, you know, we're, we're good and bad about shutting it off because, you know, as you know, when you own your own business, like there's endless things to talk about and think about and dream about and like, what could we do this? And what could we change this? And like, I find that I'm the one being like, okay, no, no more business talk now. Like, let's stop because, you know, he is, he really truly is that entrepreneur at heart and he could talk about it ad nauseum and never get sick of it. And it's not that he gets sick of it, but I like sometimes. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Like, okay, let's just, I need to watch The Bachelor, whatever it is. Um, and so I think, you know, Having our own offices, which, you know, we are fortunate that we have that luxury of that because we, you know, for me, like when on the weekend, I try not to even like go in my office. It's like, that's like a, that's a weekday type of thing. Um, you know, I think it's just, we, he, we, we both bring different parts to the company. Like my mind, you know, he, um, he thinks of all the, like the process and, and the scaling and the growth and those things. Um, and I am, you know, I am that person that just can like put my head down and work a 15 hour day or like, and I know the space, like for me, like, this is what I love and do. Like he, he's in the sense, like could do what he does for any company. And I, for me, like, this is what I do. So it's like a really good, it's a really good, you know, partnership in that sense, because we kind of each have like talks about our lane. Like we each have our own lane. Like we know what he does. We know what I do. We know what, you know, our, VP of operations um, does like everybody has their role and we're really good about that so that everyone knows like what Aaron does and it's, what Aaron does is not the same as like what Daniel does or, you know, what Lori does because we all know what we're good at. Well, that's incredible to be able to like truly, you know, balance each other out and complement yeah. each other really well. I just think that it must be really hard to balance the the marriage and the work because you know it, it like it just seems impossible for them to be completely separate I mean it's, it's never com- yeah it's never completely separate I mean yeah. I can tell you like 
sometimes I feel like, I feel like someone recently asked like, what's your, what's your like biggest fight? And I feel like it's always like, it's always going to be something dumb, but it could be just like about the business. It's like, we're just constantly like, you know, and it's good because we see things from different, if we were the exact same person, it almost like, what would be the point in that? Like, we're both very strong, you know, personalities. And this obviously this is my baby. So I, you know, I have a very strong personality. I've worked in the, worked in the business for so long, you know, manager and like, not just like immediately start as like, I'm a business owner. Like I've been, I've worked my way from intern to manager to all the things. So I see it from a little bit of a different lens, but it's great to have the entrepreneurial perspective from somebody that has grown other businesses in completely different you know, industries and can look at it a little bit, you know, more, sometimes more black and white than I do, because you've, you're so, and it's your baby, like you're so connected and you're so, uh, it, it's so personal for you. And he's and good at kind of looking at, on, on, at the business from above. And I'm like, you know, in it. And so here's my question. I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't an easy decision to decide <laughs> we're going to do this together. And so my question is, what made you guys ultimately say, all right, it's a go, we're going to do this? Well, so he's been around, like I said, like, you know, when I started this company, he had his own company. So it wasn't even like talked about, you know, he has his own thing going is, you know, all this other stuff. And he since sold the company and, um, you know, a lot of it came, you know, so he's watched it kind of, you know, when he's over the years, like tried to give me advice and it, you know, it's like, you're just like, oh, I don't want to hear from anyone else. And I just like, or I'd be like, you don't understand, like this business isn't like that business. Like, you know, I felt very much like my business is so different than everyone else's. And he's like, no business is business. Like, doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're selling, what the service is like. So he looks at it like that. And he's been saying that for years and I have resisted the help and like resisted the advice because I, you know, I felt like this was different. Um, and you know, I'd say that it wasn't like necessarily a conversation overnight at like, oh, he was it. It was kind of a progression of like the growth of the company, um, and needing to continue to scale. And I, for me, you know, I, I can be honest about like where my weaknesses and where my strengths are. And for me, my strengths are really in what I do. And my weakness would probably be really in that like scale and growth. Like that's just not, I've never done that. So I wouldn't know. And so it, it really kind of came to a point where um, he was doing a lot for me and, and with us. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, we had more than, it was more than full time that, you know, for, we could do. And so it was kind of definitely a natural progression, but, um, you know, he has been there from the beginning, just not necessarily like, you know, part of the company that, that he is now. I love it. But so that's the best. That's like the ideal situation, right? Is that it just like happens naturally over time. It's like the ideal situation when you hire somebody, right? It's like everyone's going to say all the right things at a job interview, but then you like get them on your team and you get them onboarded and you're like, oh, well now I see how this person really works. So you got like the best way to like, like try out your husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. you know, there's, there's no firing him. But right. you're, you're like, he's great. You're like, he's really yeah. contributing. He's holding his weight. I guess we'll keep him. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing all day? No, I mean, like we are, we're so busy, but yeah, exactly. You know, he didn't go through the interview process. That's for sure. Um, but you know, he definitely, uh, put in his, his, his free time for many, many years until I was finally like, okay, this is, we need to legitimize 
So he, um, he earned his equity in the company. Yeah. <laughs> he earned his equity. So another, you know, interesting part of your company that you juggle, I'm sure, and I'd love to hear more about is that you work on both sides of a partnership. So you work in influencer yeah. management, which you've done for years and years, but also on the brand strategy side. So <sighs> I'd, and, and we hear more often than not, we were actually just talking about this on clubhouse, like just the other day, someone was asking, how do you do that successfully? Because she had found that it was really tricky for her to juggle both sides. Um, I'd love to hear from you tips that you'd give to others on trying to successfully do that. Yeah. Um, well, as I said earlier, I, my background came, you know, I had obviously done 10 talent management, but I also had a background in, um, on the brand side. So I know how that goes. I know what brands are looking for. I know what influencers are looking for. So for me, it was actually just a supernatural progression to do both. Um, but we have always made sure, you know, and I, I teach this to my own employees is always also to be kind of looking through, if you're working on the talent side, always be looking through the brand lens too, of, you know, like what, what do they want out of this partnership? How can we make this easier for them? How do you, you know, foster that relationship? Really always looking at like, not just, of course, you know, when we're on, when you're working on the talent side, like we're advocating for our clients, like that's what you're doing. But I always say it's super important, your relationship with the brand too, and looking through like the brand lens. So um, that's something that we always instill. Also for us, also keeping both divisions kind of like, it's like they're siloed in a sense where like we have our brand division, we have our talent division. Um, of course, there's crossover in the sense that like, you know, the brand side is great and keeping the talent side like a prize of like industry news. Um, what's, you know, what to be looking for in terms of what's, you know, changes in terms of like insights or trends or whatever it is. And then, the, you know, the talent can do that for the brand. So there's, it's great that you are learning from both sides, but keeping that there's some like that separation. So I would say that's definitely a good thing to not, not to have it feel so all jumbled together and you're not really sure who's doing what and who's owning what, because obviously for anybody that's worked on talent and talent side and the brand side, like it is different. But it is, there's a lot of similarities there, you know, definitely like a lot of people we've hired that work on our talent side came from the brand side. And it's great because they already know, like they totally understand what it was like on the brand side. When you're talking, you're emailing the brand, like you already kind of have that leg up. So I think just making sure you're considering both sides of the parties and your partnership, no matter which side, whether you're working with our brand clients or our talent, our talent clients, but also, you know, kind of keeping those those separate as well. I think it's really spot on and really smart of you what you're recounting about the way that you've chosen to do it. I think that's the major, um, like a, a, a challenge that people run into who do try to do it both. They mm -hmm. sort of trip up on the fact that like they get a little tangled up with each other. Um, and you know, for example, talent will say like, but you are working with such and such a brand and that's my, my dream brand. So why were you going outside the agency? Why weren't you using me if I'm signed to you? Um, and I think that the best way is probably exactly what you're describing, which is just keeping them separate. It's a branding issue. In my opinion, I've said it a few times before it's a brand issue and it's, it's about keeping them separate so that there's never any sense of like impropriety or like 
playing favorites or taking sides. It's like they are a client of this part of our agency and we work over there with them and we work over here with you. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, we always, in the end, it's always like for for our brand client, it's always going to be the brand's final say on who they're going to work with. We don't like, and and maybe that's different for other agencies, but like, we've never had a client that's just like, you make all the decisions, just, we'll just watch to stand by. Like that's never happened. So if that happened, I could actually see there being, it being more of an issue because then it's all just left to us to make those decisions. But that's never been, that's not the case with us or any client we've ever had. So in the end, it's always going to be the brand's choice. So, you know, we can always submit, you know, we always want to submit our talent. You know, if we are a health, health and wellness agency and we have wellness clients, like the brand client Ari just naturally wants to work with our talent initially, but you know, you and you have clients for months and years, like they're going to want, they're going to also want to work with other talent. So we do full blown casting outside of our own roster, but of course you always have the opportunity to work with our talent if you want. But like we said, like that's the going to be the brand's decision and the brand has our roster and knows. So we make, it's very like, you know, as I say, we really make that the brand's decision, but you know, of course, if it's our talent, we're going to, we, like I said, we suggest them when it's a fit, but we want to make sure when you're working on the brand side, you're repping the brand is your first is your client first. So you got to think about what are they looking for? Maybe they're not looking for something that is, you know, the demographic of whatever that talent client is. So, you know, just really making sure that you have your hat on right for who you're, what side of the coin you're on, but also, like I said, looking through both lenses. So you're kind of bridging that gap. No, that's really smart of you to think of it like that. And more influencers need to hear that. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's interesting. We we have more influencers who listen. We have influencers who listen more and more to this podcast. Um, and I think it's so valuable for them to hear like what really goes down on the in the behind the scenes yeah. right because they don't know that they've never been on that side so it's it's I appreciate you saying that sometimes just knowing even what we take for granted is something that's like of course the brand makes the decision you know a lot of influencers just don't know that and simply having that information and I can 100% vouch for you that of course that's the case um it's uh it's just good to hear and, and have a reminder of that um which social platform we're talking a little bit about Instagram earlier, your favorite social media platform. Um, you know, we've got clubhouse this year, TikTok was the year of 2020 and is still very, very much a thing. Let's be honest this year in 2021, we're recording this in the, in the very beginning of the year. Um, which social platform are you most excited about this year and why? Yeah. I mean, I guess I have a couple, I mean, I was actually, before I knew, you know, we actually just decided to live stream this on Clubhouse, um, but I was going to, you know, talk about Clubhouse and I was actually on a strategy call with a client yesterday and we were talking about Clubhouse being the next platform that brands are going to probably be looking to do paid partnerships on because, you know, if you've got influencers hosting rooms about like, you know, the best way to edit your photos or whatever it might be, then like imagine the brands that are like, you know, apps or whatnot that want to, you know, sponsor that chat. So as quickly as I saw TikTok grow, you know, we have clients that started with, on TikTok last year and have grown to over a million followers. So the growth on TikTok is just like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, and I know I have started to hear that started to like, that's starting to level off a teeny bit. Um, but still the growth is not like, you can't grow like that on Instagram. Almost no one can anymore. 
So I would say, you know, still always excited about where TikTok's going because I actually kind of think that we've only almost scratched the surface of partnerships for TikTok. But the other two that I'm excited about um, is Clubhouse in the sense that one, it's just that 24 seven podcast, which can be good and bad because sometimes I'm like, how do people have time to be on this all day long? I'm getting pinged all day long to jump in this room. And I'm like, I can't, I'm on a call or I'm, so I think it's awesome. But sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't know where everyone finds the time to be on it all the time. But you know, it is like the most, like I, I, some of the chats I've been in, I mean, the amount of information that people are just so willing to give and offer and all the things it's, it's incredible. If you're on, you know, if you're an agency, if you're a manager, if you're an influencer, if you're a business and it doesn't, it's not just limited obviously to the influencer space, but um, networking, all the things. So love, love that for maybe like more professionally. Um, I think Pinterest is going to have a huge moment this year. Um, and so for anyone out there that's a, you know, pinning, lover. I think Pinterest is going to have a big resurgence uh, in the space because I think a lot of people have kind of like put that as like, oh, that's kind of like this fun thing. And you have your wedding boards and the recipes and all the things. But Pinterest is going to really be something that I think is going to emerge um, as a bigger player in the space. That's so interesting. When I think of Pinterest, I think of like such a huge traffic driver to a website. Mm -hmm. Um, That's certainly what I've heard from influencers over the years. Um, But it's definitely never, it hasn't been in a scope of work that I've seen for all. It is, we have not as many as I think should be, but I think it's, that's my prediction. I think it's coming. Um, I think people that have, you know, have their Pinterest and their blogs, you know, um, connected and utilizing how, you know, best, like, you know, how to monetize your blog and how to connect that with Pinterest, you know, the content on Pinterest is living for so much longer than like your story is, or your, so like, there's just so much potential there. So that's my prediction. I will see if that happens, you know, of course the Instagram's never going anywhere. Um, and I think that like, so that's, that's what I think is happening. You heard it here first. I like a good prediction. Say what other people don't say. I love that it's different. It's great. What are some of the best hacks you've identified that helps your agency or even just helps you personally? I want like actionable takeaways, share any hacks, any, any ones that you can think of that you use. So I'll share this. This isn't what I did because I didn't know, but anyone starting um, is to be building the right systems and processes from the beginning that you can, that can help you to scale because the process for one person is not the same for the process for five people. And the process for five people is not the same process for 20 people. So if you're thinking on day one of how to scale your business for 20 people, you are so many steps ahead of the game. Um, otherwise you're constantly having to reinvent and change and pivot. And so, like I said, I did not do that because I started my company on the couch and I had no idea. Um, but if you can do that, you're just ahead of the game and you're going to, you know, personally that hack is you're going to save yourself a lot of headache and stress. So I think just really thinking now in that mode of growth and scale, you know, I get, like I said, when I started my company, the idea of having 20 employees was like, you would have told me that would have been like, no, that's just never going to happen. Like I had a hard time even being like, okay, I'm an I or my first employee. So the idea of that was never in my head, but as you know, knowing that when you have a company, all of a sudden you're in that mentality of you, you do want to grow. And I think the hack would be to start thinking of that from square one rather than years into the game. 
I can't even express to you as having a business, many businesses of my own prior, like it's, uh, that's incredible advice, Erin. So I hope everyone listening takes that to heart. (laughs) Um, How has, you know, it's been a, it's been a really challenging year. I've said a few times on the show that I think we're incredibly fortunate to be in what has proven to be a pandemic proof industry. Um, There are industries that have been decimated over the past year. And we knock on so much wood have been one of them that has not like shrunk. It's done exactly the opposite. It's grown. It's gotten even busier. It's incredible to be able to say very confidently about that. Um, But how has the pandemic affected your business this past year and going into 2021? Yeah. I mean, like you said, like this, the pandemic affected, I can't imagine there's any businesses that say that like it didn't affect them. Um, And especially, you know, right away in that, like, what would we in Q2 when that happened? Like, you know, there was an immediate drop in whether it was, it was business, it was interest, it was contracts, it was all the things, because I think everyone was in a, just obviously in a state of sheer panic and of like, what do we do now? So Um, you know, that definitely happened. It was just like so much uncertainty that like brands were like, do we have the budget? Are we brands, you know, we're letting go of people. There was just a lot of change happening. So that like, when was that March, you know, that like March beginning April kind of time was definitely like a little bit of a scary time for us. And just in general, because nobody knew. Um, And then what was happening, um, you know, we actually held a virtual event, the air agency did for brands and agencies we work with to talk about like, how to handle it, how to handle brand partnerships, what, what are we seeing, what's going to change it, all the things, you know, and we were seeing um, a massive rise in people on social media. Think about it. I mean, everyone was home. Everyone was like, all everyone wanted to do was consume as much like recipe content as they possibly could. You know, we had the time we had put together like stats of like, you know, just that certain hashtags of just looking for like, you know, dinners and breakfast and all the things were just like skyrocketing. And, you know, us as an agency that reps a lot of creators in like the foodie space and the fitness space and the wellness, you know, that type of content was just people couldn't get enough of it. You know, so many of our creators were looking to, were doing like fitness, you know, classes from home and our wellness creators talking about like building immunity and, you know, foods and supplements and mental health. Um, So a lot of our clients were very lucky to be in those spaces that were actually becoming even more, um, of kind of like the desired verticals to be working in versus, you know, maybe some that are in like high fashion where like that was just, unfortunately, like that was dead at the time because nobody was even leaving their house. So I think that for us, you know, we were lucky that a lot of the brands we work with are really that, you know, D to C companies and um, they are wanting to reach the consumers, you know, that our clients are speaking to. So we actually, you know, in that next six months, um, we our company had the best six months we've ever had. So that really is due to um, the fact that you talk about like, or is it, is we are in this pandemic proof industry. Yes. I almost feel scared to say that out loud because at this point, nothing surprises me. And the amount of times we've had to like pivot and like push, you know, live dates because of world news and things happening, you know, continues to happen. And we're so good now at like, you know, troubleshooting and crisis management and all the things that we've learned last year, because we didn't really have that before. And nothing has happened 
like what has happened in the past year. So I think, um, you know, so many brands have pivoted, obviously their marketing of there's no in-person events. What do we do now? Okay, we'll do virtual. There's so much pivot that's happened in the industry. And I just feel very fortunate that we work with the, with so many brands that um, are, are also thriving. You know, we've, we had brands in the beginning that honestly canceled contracts purely because they were like, we're sold out of product, like happened so quickly. So, you know, that's amazing for them. So I think that like, there's been definitely these silver linings that have come from what happened last year and obviously what's, what's still going on. Yeah. And I, I think that if anything, it's probably built a callus for, just how to deal with all the pivoting because, you know, being pandemic proof doesn't mean that there isn't shit that comes up on a daily basis. I mean, we are living in a new world. Um, but the beauty of social media and influencer marketing is the ability to pivot so quickly and so much more easily than maybe some more traditional forms of media where it's such a a heavier lift to do so. So whether it's industry wide or in your own business, um, just the ability to be nimble is probably the number, the best trait of 2020, 2021 um, for things that we can now implement into our business. Um, We ask this question of everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm so excited to ask you, Erin, what do you wish someone had told your younger self that would have given you a professional or a personal advantage today? Um. I would say there's so many things, but, um, I would say that knowing, um, to tell, you know, if I told my younger self, I'd be like, listen, every business is going to have highs and lows. It's not just when you're going through that low, you're like, I don't know if I can have cut out for this. Like, this is terrible. My business is going to end. This is going to happen. Like you just start, there's, it's so many things. And you're like, this is only me. This isn't happening to anyone else. And it's just not the case, you know, as a business owner, like you have to know to expect those ebbs and flows of like the highs and the lows. And sometimes that low can last, like you might have this wake up and this horrible email happens, something happens. And then you're like devastated. And then, you know, an hour later you get this email and you're like this awesome new client's reaching out and you're like, okay, my day's turned around. It's like, things can happen so fast. And like, you could have a bad hour, a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, whatever it is, but it will go back. And I think knowing that like, you're not alone um, when you're an entrepreneur in the sense that you're having that highs and those lows, because it'll help you get through those lows when you know that like, this is everyone, this, every business owner you probably talk to now will say like, oh, I've had days where I just want to throw in the towel and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's too hard. And, um, and knowing that you're just not alone in that, because it does feel very isolating, um, you know, and now there's it's so amazing. You know, there's so many groups where you're in, you know, talk to other business owners and you hear and you're like, okay, thank God other people are dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. So just kind of telling me being like, it's going to be okay. That, that low is going to turn into a high at some point. Um, and you're going to have these awesome highs and then, you know, that's going to change too. So just knowing to kind of roll with it will help you kind of get through those lows. Well, that's why you're doing so well in business because you're able to have that perspective. I mean, look, like it's, it's such an important element. We're a networking organization at the end of the day. And, you know, it's so in, in powerful to be able to lean on fellow entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. just speak with, and then as a women's organization, just to be able to just, you know, commiserate or, you know, just be able to share those 
similar instances that you've shared and you've been through it together. Um, it, it does, it's helpful. That's such good advice. I have a feeling that our listeners are going to want to absolutely get in touch with you. Um, the people on clubhouse, we're going to open it up to a Q and a in just a sec, but for everyone listening, um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, so many ways. I mean, obviously the direct quickest way is you can send me an email to Aaron at neonroseagency.com. Um, if you just are, you know, interested in management or your brand's interested, you know, you can send an email to hello at neonroseagency.com. Also our, our Instagram, you know, we're, we're definitely very active on there and get back to your DMs at, you know, we're at neonroseagency. So if you reach out there, we'll get back to you, but, um, you know, not that hard to find us, not that hard to reach out. And I'm, you know, I also, I have um, an online course for influencers looking to get into the space and how to grow and all of those things. So if you know you reach out to us and you're maybe just not ready for management yet, we do have that resource for you that, you know, might get you to a place where then you are actually ready for management. So, um, you know, if you reach out to us and you're ready, great. We, we can have that conversation. And if you're not, you know, we kind of can help you maybe have an, another, uh, you know, another path for getting to a place where you're ready. I love that so much. It's great to be able to support influencers in any way that you can. Um, Aaron, it's been such a pleasure having you on today. It's been long overdue. So I'm so excited to kick off the year and have you on the show today. You're the best. Wasn't that such a cool episode? She's really great. Aaron is such an incredible woman to get to know. Her agency, Neon Rose, is amazing. And as promised, we have a promo code for you. So if you use the code podcast. Yeah, it's simple podcast. Go to imwim.com and you will get 10% off of your first year of a VIP membership for the Wim Collective. One more time, go to iamwim.com. That's double I.com. Enter code podcast and you will get 10% off your first year of a VIP collective membership. We would love to have you. Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. We love comments. So comment on this podcast and we may shout you out on our next episode. Join us next time and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. What's the room again? Uh, 1240 down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. Please, if you could just... Why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive-thru workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m.